This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. Welcome to the Nakuda podcast for Parsha's Truma. Uh, this is a Parsha that can be uh, discussed from, from a few different perspectives. And I'm going to try to keep it relatively brief. Uh, I just finished giving a series of lectures here on, on the subject of Jewish creativity. And um, it was based on the idea that uh, when we see ourselves as being creations and that Hashem has uh, given us this role of being basically a partner in creation, uh, we see that one of the big uh, uh, probably best ways for us to understand what that's about is to understand, first of all, that uh, the creation has many different levels to it. And things are like stacked one on top of the other uh, to, uh, to correspond. The idea is that basically Hashem wants us to know a little about what's happening in higher dimensions than where we are. And on the way down from uh, the Ein Soif, you know, the Hashem being totally abstract, down to our physical world down here, there's quite a few levels that it had to go through on the way down. And these various levels are dimensions that exist with their own um, parameters, their own, uh, you know, uh, beings that inhabit them and their own... Uh, way of, of uh, you know, kind of kind of existing, but how do we know anything about them? It's only because there are things in this world that are set up to correspond with things going on in those higher worlds so that we can understand uh, through allusions and references uh, to how things are set up on that level. And why is it necessary for us to know that? Because Hashem wants us to be able to influence what's going on on those higher levels through our actions down here. On a very basic level, as long as we do his roots and we do what he wants us to do, follow the rules, you know, follow the Torah, um, we are basically, first of all, allowing ourselves to, well, first of all, we're allowing the energy to flow freely from one area to another, um, because things are uh, influenced on high by what we're doing here on the low end. Um, so if we don't do what we're supposed to do, things get gummed up in the works upstairs also. So the point is that, and that also affects our ability to receive, uh, both in the sense that um, because the energy is not flowing freely, it's not getting down here in the quantity that, you know, it should. And second of all, our ability to absorb it is limited because the more we cut ourselves out from, off from Hashem, the, the less of that energy we can absorb. Uh, it, it, almost, it almost becomes dangerous for us because we're not opening ourselves up to those channels in terms of, of, of the, our faculties to be able to receive it. 
And that's, you know, like a comparable to the idea of a person can't stare into the sun. The light of the sun is just too bright, and his eyes could be uh, damaged from that kind of exposure. In the same sense, you know, if, you, if we would really be able to absorb the spiritual energy without preparing ourselves to be, by, by doing the right things to uh, enable us to receive it, then we're just getting left out from that. Um, it's, it's almost, uh, you know, for our protection that we're cut off from it. But obviously it's not in our best interest. So anyway, the point is that, um, that it's essential that we understand the connection between what's going on down here and what's going on upstairs. And as we're told, uh, for example, the Rakanti, famous um, uh, Kabbalist of a few hundred years ago, uh, is taking it from the whole, you know, Zoya, of course, talks about this in depth, the whole concept that the way that the Mishkan and subsequently the uh, the uh, Mikdash were configured, the way they were designed was to resemble what's going on in higher worlds. So that's why they have the shape and form that they do and the different uh, vessels of the uh, Mikdash were created from the materials they were and, and the form that they are, the Menorah, the the Aron Kodesh, the the, uh, the Mizbeach, all of these different elements of the of, of um, the Mishkan that we're talking about in these parshias are very precisely designed in a way that corresponds to uh, what's going on in higher levels. Also, the Big Day Kahuna, the the, the uh, priestly garments, and of course, all the didim, the laws of the uh, the korbanos and the sacrifices themselves. Everything's do it, done for a reason. And again, it's because, you know, we, we can't really question why it's this way because Hashem just decided it should be this way. But the idea is basically that Hashem is creating us um, with the intention that we should be running the show. In other words, that we should be actually managing things through Toyota Mitzvahs that we're doing down here and, and then appreciating uh, on some level what's going on in, in much higher dimensions on a much, you know, wider scale. And then ultimately, when Mashiach comes, when you know after Kliyas Mason, and we're um, uh, transcend a lot of the, <clears throat> the physical limitations that we have uh, and, and the spiritual limitations to be able to understand things, all this will open up, and then we'll really see what's really going on in all these dimensions simultaneously, and it's it's uh, pretty pretty overwhelming. But we can even you know, as the more we learn about this kind of thing, the more it affects the way we daven and the way we learn, the way we. We do mitzvahs and everything. It becomes so much more inspiring and so much more uplifting uh, the more we know about this kind of thing. So um, basically the idea is then that we become aware, and I can, obviously I can't go through all the specifics on you know how these things uh, are built and how they correspond, but it's, you know, take me the word for it. It's, it's all uh, pretty much spelled out. And the beauty of it is really amazing. I mean, this, this Parsha in, in, uh, in the Zoyer is, is really quite amazing, both because it, it goes through a detailed uh, description of some of these, um, how some of these things look, you know, how they, how they act uh, on these higher levels. Um, and, and just, uh, you know, how that interacts with us, especially the, the, the Tzaddikim, but every Yid on his own level is a, is a Tzaddik of sorts in, in, in terms of the mitzvahs that he does. And this is all uh, coming back to us, and we're part of that whole scheme of things. It just really opens up things in terms of what's the, the uh, uh, you know, higher way to, um, to pursue, perceive what's really going on as a totality. Um, so what we, uh, when, when we do learn these things, 
we start to appreciate, for example, I mean, it talks at length, length about the um, what's going on in the time structure, uh, the, the idea of you know that that there are certain times of the day that are devoted to certain things, and this all also has uh, tremendous bearings on what's going on in higher levels. The idea that um, from the nightfall until chatzois, the, the uh, midnight, basically. Um, the negative forces are uh, more or less dominant. They have more control there. So, you know, things don't really open up until Chatzois. But after Chatzois, middle of the night, um, there's this concept of, of song and music and the higher beings, angels, and all kinds of things uh, start singing to Hashem. And this involves also the tzaddikim, and it involves the idea that this, the whole mashal of, of the chosn and kala coming together, and that climaxes the whole thing with the chakras that we daven in the morning. And that is like the, the whole, uh, there's a whole thing leading up to that, and that's the, the yichid that's going on in chakras between the and then the masculine and feminine, Aspects and all this stuff, and and this is also uh, was the kind of thing that was going on in the Bismikdash with the Le- Levitical choir and with the Kabbonis and with the with the Kruvim on the on the uh, on a Kodesh and all this kind of thing. It's based on a tremendous amount of love and um, and and uh, strength and 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 uh, thanks and praise and all this kind of stuff is 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 going on as part of this whole thing. So. The other thing that we really start to appreciate when we start to look at the world from that that standpoint, first of all, is this idea again of of, uh, of the way that the energy is is transferred around from one sphere to another, from one dimension to another, and and you know how to optimize that kind of flow and participate that in that again and see you know appreciate our role with it within that. And then there's also the idea of the midas. Uh, because it's really all about the midas. I mean, the, the spheres, each one on our level, on our, on our you know, Gashmias level of being human beings, it's translated into emotions. Each midah is an emotion. Chesed is love, and, and, and uh, Gvur is fear, and, and, uh, um, and, and Tiferis is Hisparis, and, and, and uh, Hoid is, is uh, thanks, and, and you know, all, all, each midah corresponds to a specific emotion. So when we look at what's going on in the davening, again, preaching this idea of different levels. So on the very, very abstract level of the spheres going on in Atzilus, so each one is, is as, as a name of Hashem associated with it, and Hashem Avaya with, with the letters, and, and certain Nakudas, you know, and all this kind of thing. So it, it, it exists on a very, very uh, high abstract level. But as we bring this down through this rule of the idea of this, this correspondence that the, the, the world's being, being stacked one, one on top of the other, that when it comes down to this world, it's activated through our experiencing those emotions in this world. So when we appreciate, and there's a certain form that helps us to, to see how this is encoded, basically, into the davening, we understand from the sitter itself that every other word is corresponding to a different middah. And when we see those middas as being referring to specific emotions, and we make an actual attempt to experience those emotions, as we're saying the words, we feel the emotion behind them, it opens up again a, a whole nother experience of what davening is about. Because really, in its essence, this is what's going on. 
This is, this, is, this is why the tefillahs were written that way. Sometimes they seem to be redundant. They seem to be using synonyms. synonyms. They seem to be, you know, saying things more in a more expansive way than they, what they have to be said, the way they have to be said if they were in a concise version. And there's a reason for that, because every word means something in terms of these higher-level interpretations. So there's such a thing as like the, the, the Siddur of the Rishash, which is uh, a very a Kabbalistic Siddur, which is based on the names of Hashem, and it's got the, 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 the letters, with again, with the Nakudas and everything else in a certain way. And that's intended for people on the level to be able to envision the, the words on this high abstract level of the spheres themselves, uh, kind of more of a direct, direct you know, machine code approach, as opposed to those that want to look at them more in an emotional way in terms of us feeling those emotions. Because the way Hashem set things up again, he describes his own uh, uh, actions in terms of these midas, and they also have, you know, in terms of the anthropomorphisms of talking about Hashem's emotions, that, that he also loves, and he also, you know, has, has these, these strength and, and, and all these different midas in terms of how he re- reacts to things. So when we open up those channels down here by feeling those emotions towards him, then he responds by by using those emotions in 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 a positive way towards us. So it's all this this uh, reaction and reciprocation and all this kind of thing. So uh, it really pays to look into things a little bit deeper and understand what's really going on because otherwise it just looks like it's all very arbitrary. If we don't you know try to inve- investigate to some extent what's going on on these deeper levels, we really don't understand why it has to be that way. It doesn't seem to make a whole lot of sense just looking at it for face value and, and you know, why it's, it's so precisely indicated that everything has to be exactly the way it is. Um, the Torah itself talks about this idea of a tavness, of the idea of, of different levels of, of visualization on the way from koyach el from the potential to the actuality, and how we make, you know, through, through the, the uh, physical construction of the Vesemiktish, we took a plan and, and brought it into reality. The thing is that, that the Mishkan was, you know, uh, destroyed and, and rebuilt in several different uh, periods of, of history. And each time it was based on that original plan, so because that, on, a, on an, an abstract version that remains the same. But each time it's rebuilt in terms of, the, of, of uh, Givon and and Givon and and, and uh, uh, the Bayesrishan and the Bayesheni, all the different times that it was rebuilt, it was always changed a little bit according to the necessities of those gen- and the needs of those generations. But the basic plan remained the same because the the design is based on a, a on a spiritual model, which is uh, something that doesn't change. So it just changes in terms of its its, uh, its uh, implementation in reality and in and, and the various, you know, whatever circumstances uh, require. And the bias Shlishi, according to Cheskel, is also uh, has differences between that and uh, and uh, the the original plan of the base region of Aishani. Um, so there are kind of evolutions of that, you know, for, for the necessities of those periods. So anyway, this is a, a kind of a, a, a broad, uh, uh, I'm not going into a lot of specifics, but this is a broad uh, way of conceptualizing these partias and an understanding of, of, of what's going on in terms of the, the whole concept of, of the Besamiktish and, uh, and the, the Aravoida. And uh, hopefully in, in the coming partias we'll, we'll discover that uh, in a little greater depth.